0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of gay side stories with trillificent it is all lgbt all the time around here. well most of the time because anyway it doesn't matter so i'm excited because i have a special guest this week someone that i recently have started standing for and he knows that and i'm (laughs) actually going to let him introduce himself
1: all right. Hi, guys. Uh, it's Charnel from the uh, What About Your Friends podcast. Uh, I'm happy to be on with Livingston. He's a good time, and I hope I am, too.
0: <laughs> you are always a good time. That's why I enjoy What About Your Friends. Speaking of, why don't you talk a little bit about that podcast, and I think you may have some other things in the works.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, What About Your Friends is my baby. Um, it's basically just a show, conversation between two really good friends we talk about pop culture, current events, social issues uh through the lens of queer men of color. It's a good time. It's everything from like healthcare, politics to Beyoncé because we all should care about Beyoncé. Uh, <laughs> right?
0: You already uh, know. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's like, and it's not just hometown pride around here. Oh yeah, H-town <laughs> coming coming down. It's well deserved. <laughs> but also because Houston. <laughs>
1: because Houston and um, I'm starting my uh, true crime show what did you do is dropping either next week or the first week of December I'm um, really excited that's with my friend Diana who were both social workers but we're both really into like the dark morbid parts of the human brain um, starting boys love Beyonce with baby Huey from the man podcast which I'm really excited about and two man fast break which is a basketball podcast because I have to unlock every door in my brain to function and that's what I see. You know what?
0: <laughs> Shout out to you because you're about to be out here working and tired. <laughs> well, that's a given <laughs> Four podcasts. Woo, woo! Now, exactly same time. Woo! Any <laughs> of these podcasts are going? Are they going to be a different frequency? or Are they all going to be weekly?
1: No. So basketball, uh, two man fast break is definitely going to be weekly. uh What about your friends? Is a weekly show. But what did you do? And boys love Beyonce. I think we both agree that's going to be biweekly. Um, I know that what did you do is going to drop on Mondays. And I think boys love Beyonce will be Friday.
0: So okay. Well, I'm excited about all of these different things, even though I don't watch the sports. Not that <laughs> I'm not into. I just I'm I'm really bad with keeping up with stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I don't watch anything consistently. But there's also not many queer lenses on sports, so that'll be interesting. So I'm excited for that. Oh, I'll so be I- tuning in and hopefully our shared now our share hopefully our shared listeners will be listening as well. Yes, guys. So it. thank you again for <laughs> joining me and giving us that good information about all of the good work that you're doing out in the podverse or whatever hmm. y'all call it these days.
1: Yeah, whatever it is, yeah.
0: Whatever. <laughs> so let's get into some segments let's start off with the school and life segment and life. so quick reminder to all of the listeners the school and life segment is one or two quick things that help you get through the past week so I'm actually going to defer to you charnel first and please let us know what your school in life is wow
1: so my my last of- The last seven days has been crazy stressful for me. I got a lot of uh, close family friends and just family who are not well right now. So I've been stressed with that work, podcasting, volunteer stuff. So one of the things that keeps going to sound really basic, one of the things that keep me like together and keep me, I don't know, grounded is I come home to my empty apartment and I like silence, but I play a lot of NBA 2K uh, (laughs) because I get to be somebody else who's like athletically gifted and rich and (laughs) so that's always fun that and I like listening surprising not surprisingly but to podcasts like I'll find a really good storytelling podcast and I'll just escape for like those 45 minutes so it's it's uh it's really simple really basic but um it really works so if y'all looking for something to get out of your heads like uh can I suggest podcasts to listen to or is that not (laughs)
0: absolutely absolutely
1: um so a few of my favorites they're funny uh king falls am is an awesome one um deadly manners is something that was new that just popped onto the scene that's actually really good in um terms it's intense but again it's a whole other world so it's just easy for me to close my eyes on my bed and just have like a whole i don't know a whole other world happening around me so yeah that's me
0: yeah (laughs) no that actually i like that you mentioned that because A lot of times it feels like people have one track mind when it comes to what a podcast is or what the content should be about Mm -hmm. we say this all the time everyone is not the read like there's various different things there's people talking about the same stuff but with a different point of view but there's also i feel like I, i just was talking about this there's niche podcasts there's different kinds of podcasts so anytime we can highlight different kinds of podcasts and it's not the big podcast that most people have heard of before I'm here mm-hmm. for it. 100%. So my schooling life for this week is actually group chats. So I'm a part of two different group chats, one with Bree, who you've heard on the show before and our other friend Juanita. And I'm in another one with Jeremy and Candice, who you've also heard on this show before and uh our friend tay and these group chats have been i don't know it's like Bree and juanita and i have been in a group chat i want to say for probably the past at least two years since group chatting was group chatting <laughs> and it's just i love it because it's all over the place it can go from a good morning to how are you to sharing good news like Bree just was telling us about promotions. She tells us about all these things going on to sharing pictures of their kids. Cause y'all know, I ain't got no damn kids. ain't trying to handle <laughs> no damn kids. So I love that it can go from tea spillage to uplifting to just flat out LOLs. It just gives me what I need throughout the day, especially being at work. Y'all know my boss getting on my last goddamn nerve. So <laughs> being able to go in the group chat and see that and and the chat with Jeremy and Candace from the Ratchet Ramblings podcast is just it's just jokes all day you know how you have that one or a group of friends who you usually can say things and make jokes that you can't with other people with most other people oh yeah that's that group chat so the running joke that in that group chat is whenever someone says something that's (laughs) quote unquote over the line. They just, we just say their name (laughs) and the past couple of days, I feel like they've been ganging up on me because it seems like every time I say something it's Curtis, Curtis, Curtis in all caps. And I'm just like, okay, this has to be a conspiracy. There's no (laughs) way I'm worse than y'all, but I love that group chat because I can just get some of those thoughts out without offending anybody. And let me pause there and say, People listening, take heed that everything that you think and say does not need to be on the internet for the masses to take in. That's how a lot of y'all get caught up because you feel like Mm -hmm. everybody needs to know everything that you're thinking. And I don't even feel like that's a social media thing or whatever, you know, because that, you know what, that's a whole different rabbit hole that I don't need to tumble down. But. (laughs) just a friendly reminder everything every fucked up dark twisted thought that you have does not need to be presented to twitter or facebook somewhere where people can screenshot it and fuck your shit up
1: amen sometimes you need to say that fucked up shit to your friends to say your say
0: that fucked up shit to your fucked up friends have exactly. a laugh like that is what text messages are for that is what keep it in the eye message i feel like someone said that before on twitter keep some of this stuff that y'all are saying on the internet it needs to be in the iMessage and you need to keep it moving
1: Ooh, i'm mm-hmm. gonna use that like keep it in the iMessage not the timeline oh yeah that's
0: it come on
1: <laughs> that's a word <laughs> that's a word
0: <laughs> that's a podcast a, uh, title <laughs>
1: right <Rice. laughs>
0: <laughs> keep it in the iMessage amen okay so we're gonna switch gears a little bit and move on to the come quick segment Ooh i'm gonna come sir oh yeah so i have a few things that i want to get off of my chest and feel free to chime in where you see fit first actually has to do with you and it's real quick but is this a read no it's not a read this is just funny (laughs) okay uh when we were on twitter a couple weeks ago when the 280 characters came out and Mm -hmm. you were introduced to the six brown chicks yeah. <laughs> i laughed so heartily when i saw your reaction <laughs>
1: i was like what is two buzz the six brown like what are we talking about what are these people who are I, was, I thought it was like one of those videos like those disgusting bio videos that yeah. like blue apple or two girls one cup Co- something gross and i was like oh, I, I don't want to look at it gross. and then it was even worse it was <laughs> it, it
0: is worse it is worse <laughs> Um, oh god. So that made me laugh heartily because <laughs> I feel like I had a very similar reaction the first time I realized what it was because I think I was on the timeline and I was seeing these weird questions and I'm like who who was taking cue cards from Mori and putting them on the timeline. <laughs> right. And then I was like, "Oh, it's an ac- Okay, let me click on the ac- oh, oh. Oh. Exactly. And I, with the <laughs> 280 care, I'm just it's it's stressful i (laughs) and the the thing about it is you want to think that it's not real that people are making this up whoever's running the account is making this up but Mm -hmm. men are so awful that i can see every scenario as outlandish as some of them are i can see it not only because men are just superbly trash but also (laughs) because i watch a lot of investigation discovery right and some of the stuff on there is outlandish and just crazy as hell so when i see these questions i'm like oh man that's mm, okay y'all need to sell this to mona scott instead of this free twitter account but then i think about it and i'm like you know what i can actually see somebody doing this i can see a dude getting his cousin pregnant Mm -hmm. and telling Mm -hmm. his you know and telling his wife that you know it was somebody else's baby and then the baby come out looking just like um and the cousin mm-hmm. come around talking about, I mean, y'all going y'all gonna to help with these baby expenses or not. I can see all of that crazy stuff happening. So that was funny to me. I held on to that for a couple of weeks because every, every Wednesday when six brown chicks starts getting retweeted on the timeline, I laugh mm-hmm. thinking about that. <laughs> I was like, Charnell is really clutching his pearl. pole thing. We done, we done ruined his life.
1: <laughs> I was at work like, the hell is this? Oh, I was like, y'all just, okay, just all the time. I message i'm exactly <laughs> and
0: my question is i don't know the whole story with the six brown chicks account and i'm not it's not i'm not shading them or anything because i don't know what's going on over there but i'm wondering what becomes of any of this like are they are is it are they writing an advice column are they trying to help these people are they giving them some Iyanla bosom love i
1: don't right. know what
0: the point of it is other You're than just to get the timeline up. revved up, right? Like so, is it like a
1: DM thing that happens? Is it? Like, I don't know oh, how it works. I don't know how it works. Like we we see your issues. Um, you really need to talk to someone professional about this. But our take on it is X, Y, and Z in the DMs, or maybe they're just like we're gonna put you out there, and hopefully someone someone who is involved in your situation reads it and gets pissed at you for putting the business on the timeline, and right. then it
0: gets. You.
1: that's but how I. I <laughs> yeah
0: i mean i because at first i was thinking like so is it like a show and they put it on the timeline just to see if there's any good answers but then they they answer the questions uh, I, I don't know i don't know the story and i'm not i don't really care so i've never done the legwork to figure out what's going on but <laughs> your reaction was still priceless so speaking glad I of reactions I was on Facebook, and we all know that Facebook is a cesspool of foolishness, among other things. And I saw a video, and I don't know how old this video is, but it was my first time seeing it, so y'all are just going to have to be either annoyed that I'm just not seeing it or outraged with me. There was a video that said you can cook your Thanksgiving meal in the dishwasher. This
1: this is going to be one of my timelines on my show so yeah <laughs>
0: yes i cannot let's, wait so let can break make... it
1: open because
0: <laughs> because i i looked so. at that and thought to myself you know caucasity just really say it is out of bounds <laughs> i don't understand how y'all can be so creative with doing things that don't need to be redone you don't need to be reinventing these wheels but you can't see simple things that are right in front of your face like privilege and racism but that's Mm -hmm. besides the point so read them slay them drag them (laughs) if you guys are unfamiliar this video shows a person cooking um, uh, cutting up vegetables and making you know preparing a meal you know how you do your mirepoix and all that kind of stuff And then they put the food into mason jars and they wrap the turkey or whatever the meat was. I think it was turkey. I think it was a turkey. They wrap it in like saran wrap and put it in like a, a Ziploc bag and all that kind of stuff. They put the mason jars and the protein on the top rack of a dishwasher, an actual dishwasher, and then they run a cycle. And then they open the dishwasher. They take the mason jars and the whatever else out and then they played it and they're like hey Thanksgiving dinner cooked in your dishwasher so I understand that the world is in a place where we need to learn how to recycle reuse like it's mm-hmm. it's an actual thing it's not just a slogan that they tell kids to get them to shut up in elementary school <laughs> I understand that however there are some things that have a very specific purpose and they don't need to be repurposed. Amen. There's (laughs) no earthly reason. There's no universal reason. There's no galactic reason for you to be cooking food in your dishwasher. Those same vegetables that you took all that time cutting up. You could have put that in a sauce pot on the stove (laughs) They cooked it like a normal person. I don't understand this. I don't get... How, what is this? Who the hell wants to cook in their dishwasher? You, and you know
1: what the fuck? The fucked
0: up part is that you know someone saw that and ran to a Walmart and bought mason jars. Oh, absolutely. They were on Amazon before the video ended. 100%.
1: 100%. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I fall into the mason jar trap a lot when it came to like fruit smoothies and shit. But what I will never do, because my grandma taught me right. My grandma was from Mississippi, where everything you cooked hardened your arteries. Yeah. I've I never cooked something that doesn't have the word stove or oven in it. So it would
0: <laughs> At the very least. Microwave
1: oven. Yes.
0: A, a convention <laughs> oven. <you know? laughs> like, I cannot even imagine Toaster oven. the throat <laughs> chop that I would receive if somebody in my family came in and saw me putting mason jars full of food in the goddamn dishwasher <laughs> right next to your stove, not even like right next to the stove or across from the st- in the same space as a stove or as an oven. And can that- you imagine the reaction if you told somebody like they eat the food and it didn't look good because it did not look like it embodied anybody's seasoning? No. Also, it's just very leery, but that's beside the <laughs> point. But can you imagine serving this meal? And then you tell the people after the fact, I cooked all of this in the dishwasher. <laughs> you know what that feels like? It feels I feel like the reaction would be visceral. And I feel like the reaction would be similar to when Dr. Le- when the people realize that Dr. Lecter is serving them like actual people. Right. <laughs> like this liver is actually from Jim Bob.
1: Like the, the fuck? I feel My like G-fuck? it's the same
0: thing. It's like, what do you mean you cooked it in the dishwasher?
1: Right. I think it would be one of those incredulous things, just like the way I reacted to six brown girls or right. six brown chicks, where I'm like, this can't possibly... I'd look at them like, you're joking because you can't cook in a dishwasher. Like That's not something normal people do. No. And not only is it not something normal people do, somebody had to do it for the first time to
0: find out you could do it. So I was like, who is this white person? <laughs> but I'm just thinking to myself, it probably is even slower, because you have to wait for that whole dishwashing cycle to end. What were you thinking? And it's just like, you know, it doesn't take that long to warm up no damn vegetables on the stove, right? Now, the turkey, the meat, good luck, everybody, because that that looked like a trip to the hospital. I just don't believe that that meat was cooked. It was either undercooked or Mm. overcooked. So either way, either you're going to be poisoned or your teeth are going to be on vacation, so... Ugh. I don't know but that was my outrage and I'll be very interested to see how you and Frankie react to that on your show because what the fuck what the what the fuck
1: exactly I saw that and I was like this is the I said there this is the uh, this is the perfect example of finding out you can do something but the real question is
0: should you do this Absolutely. something <laughs> you I've been can. seeing that pop up again and I think that that's another healthy reminder just a it seems like a running theme for this show already. Keep it an eye message, and just mm-hmm. because you can does not mean you should. Amen. Uh, so we're gonna move on just a little bit. So I have a quick story, a quick read, or whatever you want to call it. I love stories. So if you guys listened to the last episode or the episode before that I don't remember, when I had to go off about Apple when I pre ordered my iPhone X so I get the phone and AT&T. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to, to not get mad all over again. Cause you know, how sometimes stuff is just so stupid that you get mad all anyway. <laughs> so I'm trying to activate my phone and the phone says, Hey, sis, we need your details from (laughs) AT&T to verify you. And I said, all right, cool. I put my details in and it says, oh, we can't verify your identity. And I'm like, well, bitch, what the fuck? Like, you already know my phone number. What you mean? Like, what are you saying? So I'm doing this, doing this, doing this. I'm like, okay. finally, after the allotted times to try to do it, it says "Um, we don't know who the hell you are. But if you are the person who actually bought this phone You need to call this number So I call the number with Apple Somebody picks up I tell them what's going on And they say well have you talked to your carrier And I'm like I had to catch myself Because my immediate reaction was going to be Did I say that the screen said I needed to contact my carrier Or did it say I need to call this number Right. So I said no I did not Okay, so they call AT&T. They patch me over. Apple drops off. I'm on the phone with AT&T. AT&T, these people have no idea what the fuck they are doing. The first thing that was jarring is no one seems familiar with any part of this screen that I had popping up. (laughs) And I'm just thinking to myself, so y'all want me to fight, y'all? Like, you, you want me to fight because I was already pissed that my phone was late but you know whatever patience is a virtue <laughs> or whatever people say but now the phone is in my hand and it would not have been as bad just like i told them if i could actually use the phone in the meantime but i couldn't even get into the actual phone like mm-hmm. it was like either you gonna verify or die bitch and i'm like what the <laughs> fuck so i'm un- going on with this all these steps with eight a- 'cause because you know they have a script and they have said things. So they escalate up the ladder. Finally, we get to a point and they're like, we don't know what's going on. We've tried everything. We've been bouncing back and forth between SIM cards. Um, we're going to escalate and get with Apple and we'll call you back mm. in and within an hour. So, of course, an hour and a half goes by. And nobody calls me. So I call Apple and I actually got connected with a real cool guy. And he was like, oh, no, bro. I'm. I feel like shout out to him. I don't remember his name. But shout out to him because I feel like when he heard what was going on, he was like, you know what? This is going to take a long time to resolve and this is going to take out a significant chunk of my my uh, my shift. So because he said, I'm going to stick with you until we get this resolved. And I'm like, OK, well, what if it takes a long time? He's like, oh, no. He's like, I will get back in contact with you if I have to email you so you can call me. I'm going to stick with you until we get this resolved. And I was like, OK, I see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm here for it because I'm going to benefit from it but I see what you're doing (laughs) shout out to you (laughs) so we go through the same rigmarole of what Apple can do what Apple can't do so then he's like okay we need to get with AT&T he calls AT&T fast forward we're going back and forth and he's trying to be my liaison even though I'm on the phone Right. and another thing that really burns my damn grits is when you call customer service and they don't listen because there's right. so much that we can avoid if you would just listen to what I'm saying so I have to repeat myself over and over again because they're not listening and he can he, he he hears me getting frustrated so he keeps trying to jump in because he can hear me about to go from like I'm right on that cusp of mm-hmm. ma'am to bitch <laughs> alright I'm right there at the cusp so he's jumping in and we're going back and forth we keep getting escalated. So we get escalated yet again. Here's this lady coming on and we tell her what's going on. And she gives us a generic answer. And I'm like, ma'am, if that was, if it was as simple as that, do you think that I would be on a three way fucking call with you and Apple? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? wusa, or whatever. So then she says, well, you need to go to an AT&T store and get another SIM. And I lost it in a nice way because I said, I'm not going, oh, well, maybe it wasn't nice. <laughs> I, I want to say my exact words were, I'm not going to no AT&T store to get no SIM card when I have two sitting here, two functioning SIM cards. What kind of sense does that make?
1: Right, right. And, she's-
0: and so then the guy jumped in because by this point, he was like, okay, it's about to get loose. <laughs> so he jumps in and he explains everything long story short she don't know what the fuck she's doing she's trying to escalate it in their system again and then miraculously i connected my phone to my computer and itunes and it started working like i could see it and everything so i'm trying to tell them hey guys my phone is working they're going back and forth they can't even hear me talking i'm like hello 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 i'm like guys 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 and finally they hear me and I'm like, it's working. So I said all that to say at and I've been with y'all for a long time, but don't ever forget that you can suck my motherfucking dick from the bag. Right? This shit <laughs> is, it was ridiculous. Like for no one to know what is going on, for no one to be able to give me answers and figure out what what's happening and constantly trying to shift the blame back to Apple. And Apple's like, Bitch, we just send him this phone. Ain't nothing wrong with that damn phone. It's y'all. <laughs> you know, and then when I was texting a friend of mine and he said, well, what did Google say? And I said, you know what? Let me consult Sister Mary Google. And Sister Mary on, Google, man, Google. <laughs> told me that this was a widespread issue that people were having issues with Verizon and AT&T activating their phones. So I'm going to say this. Apple, I've already given the fuck you to y'all because y'all need to get y'all shit together. AT&T, you as well. Need to get your shit together. All right. We pay too much motherfucking money for, for shit not to be working the way it's supposed to. All right. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work the way it's supposed to, for y'all not <laughs> to know how to fucking fix it, get it together. I mean, go off. <laughs> and That's all I have to say about that. My iPhone X is working. I'm good. Whatever. But that shit made me mad because I let's see. I got it on Tuesday. I want to say they delivered it at about twelve thirty. My phone was not working until about nine that night. Wow. So do with that, what you will fuck y'all AT&T bitches. Okay. Last thing (laughs) in the come quick, and then we'll move on to the main topic. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) And this is real quick. I just want to, this is a friendly reminder that holiday depression is real as someone who deals with it. And it hit, it blindsides me every year, but it's real. Like, it's just that time of year. And if you guys have listened to my show for any amount of time, you know that me and family are not. Yeah. Anyway. <coughs> so every year when fall comes around, I just, I just feel down and it's something that I deal with. Like I said, every year I talk to my therapist about it, but it's just one of those things. So I, you know, I just want to say if you also have that that down feeling during the holidays. There's nothing wrong. I I mean I won't say it's normal, but a lot of us deal with it and I will say do what it's necessary to take care of you. All right? Mm-hmm. If that mm-hmm. means not surrounding yourself with people that are going to tell you tear you down in the name of family or stress you out if you don't want to cook this year, do whatever it takes to preserve you because that's your number one priority no one else is going to do it no matter mm-hmm. what they say because anyway oh i'm trying not to go down these rabbit holes y'all let me calm I mean, down like, let me send them you myself
1: can't have me on and not want to go down a rabbit hole because <laughs> it just feels like you should that's fair uh, um because i'll i'll touch on holiday depression because it's something i deal with a lot um Ever since I, ever since my mom passed away 10 years ago, it's something I've dealt with because, um, I don't know, it's one of those things where you always feel a hole around this time of year where there's always a laugh or there is always a presence that is no longer present or around or accessible that always leaves you kind of like wanting something that you're never going to get. Um, and because of that, my grandma passed away eight years ago now, and she was like the matriarch which held the family together. You know, the old school black grandma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There it is. And when grandma ain't around no more and you ain't got, you don't have to congregate at grandma's house and get along because she says so, you stop talking to each other because you don't have to anymore. You don't have to cross paths. And so Ooh, for me, it's, mm-hmm, so it gets really hard uh, for me in my family, even like Thanksgiving is next week. So I'm over here. I'm over here texting aunts like who's cooking. Everyone's like, I'm going to so-and-so's house. Ain't no one trying to get with the immediate family. It's not even a it's not even a thought, you know, so mm-hmm. it's. So I'm sitting here like, do I spend Thanksgiving by myself? Like, I know there are places I can go, but I want to warn people, like, don't get trapped in the ideal or thought or what society tells you a family is. Family is built. And even if it's biological, if it's DNA, if it's blood, you still have to work to build relationships and maintain them (laughs) and maintain them. And if, you're, if people around you aren't doing that, don't feel obligated to spend time with them because it's what everybody else is doing. If you've got family that you've created, family that you've built, um, go hang out with those people who are gonna uplift you. Go hang out with your friends' family, the ones who embrace you and encourage you every time they see you. Don't hang out with the family members that are gonna question your love choices or question your sexuality or question your school choices or your work career choices. Go around people that are going to encourage you and, but also hold you accountable. I'm not saying go with people who are going to stroke you and tell you everything's all right when it's not, but those people who know how to walk that line, so stay with them. If you don't want to cook, don't. Tell somebody else they can cook. Have someone else host this year. You know, like, do all the right things, mm-hmm. but do all the things that make you happy and that will sustain you through this season because I know how dark it gets. So, yeah, that's Ooh, it. I feel like it was...
0: <laughs> strumming my pain with your fingers. <laughs> because that was... Some of that was, I was like, oh, so this applies directly to my life. So, (laughs) um, I agree with everything that Charnell said. You guys (laughs) take care of yourselves this holiday season. Let's make it to 28. I mean, I know it is bleak, but we have to persevere, right? So, with that being said, we're going to actually get into the main topic. So, get it. This week, I wanted to discuss this article that I found a couple of months ago. The name of the article is Seven Things You Might Live to Regret If You Follow This Gay Guy's Current Path in Life. So, you know, when I saw that title, I said, oh, it piqued my interest because I wanted to see, is he living like a normal life, but he feels like he's trash, or is he living an actual trash life? Or is he living a good life, but he's just unhappy? So we're going say to that. get into this and see what he's talking about. So it starts off by saying gay men in particular share many self-imposed convictions. And I'm certain by listing the things I'm in danger of living to regret, I can provide myself and potentially others with the map to navigate around and refer back to these issues in the hope for a happier future. So I'm going to first say that I understand what you're trying to do with this sentence but <laughs> you need to get this together. This long ass run on sentence with all oh, of these yes. hyphens. You need to get this together, sir. Yes. <laughs> Just Why beca- was
1: I dragging it too when I <laughs> <read that?
0: laughs> Because you could hear it in, in the way that I was reading it, but there's all these these hyphens and pauses and a lack of commas. Anyway, that's not the point. But you, sir, you, get it you, together.
1: Someone post someone someone took this and said, Okay, submit if you want, sir
0: exactly i feel like these editors are setting these people up these days but that's not our business no it is not not my ministry at all so the first (laughs) thing says letting fear keep you lonely okay this is this is already a word (laughs) because a lot of y'all out here scared and lonely Mm -hmm. i mean i i i too struggle (laughs) with being scared with lonely of lonely Okay. So it says, I was overjoyed to make a few close friends when I moved to London alone. I created a little world for myself, but as it began to expand and gaps appeared, I realized I shouldn't rely on any one individual to provide me with a social life. Woo. Woo. Come on, Shondo. Tabernacle. (laughs) If I had a tambourine, no Eve. (laughs) That said, those special friends are still in my life now. And I wouldn't change it for the world. I just don't want to unfairly cling to them. Okay, I feel like you read me down after I don't read you. For <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> this is what you get. It says, I have tried submersing myself in social groups or volunteering work, but anxiety or fear has always stopped me from going back or properly integrate. You know what? I'm sick of you reading my life. We just started this article. He says, sit down and look in this mirror, sis, because it's
1: about to be great. Yeah.
0: Jesus. <laughs> says, I have recently joined an LGBTI jiu-jitsu club, work bitch, to widen my <laughs> circle of friends, fill my time and develop a skill. My future self says I won't give up and let fear keep me at home alone. Mm. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I need to collect my thoughts because I really, you know, you know, when you get red, <laughs> Your immediate reaction is to be on the defensive, so I need, <laughs> I'm going to let you say what you need to say first, yeah. and I will I'll chime in when I can because ooh, I need to unclench my pearls. Do it, do it. Take your time. I uh,
1: see. I, I walk a very fine line, and Frankie will make fun of me for it on the timeline and on the show. But like, Chanel doesn't like to leave the house, and the truth is, I do not. Amen. Uh- Sorry. <laughs> And it's and it has nothing to do with me not, like, me being afraid to, like, I'm very social. I'm very extroverted. If you listen to What About Your Friends, you know there's very little I keep secret. <laughs> but I would, I what I really end up doing, and people see it as isolating, is that I'm exhausted. um yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of things, like, from work to volunteering to podcast. Like, my life is full. It's like people were saying, like, like, I'm not just busy. I'm unavailable. I'm that person. And so when I get home, I tend to shut everything off and, like, shut everything out. But I will say that there was a point in time in my life where I, like, I had to learn to be lonely as well. Like, there, I think that's also something that should be touched on. Like, there's nothing wrong with making friends and needing to be out because connection is important. But also learning to be by yourself is Mm -hmm. a gift. Learning to to kind of recover and recuperate and gather yourself to get back around other people because there's nothing worse than having a, an irritated, exhausted, and bitter, charnel at a party. It won't be. <laughs> <laughs> it That's won't not be fun, fun for anyone. <laughs> exactly. So, like, there's. So, I get both sides, man. I'm where you like, you want to go out, you want to connect with people because it's not good for for people to be home alone all the time and not have friends and not be able to express themselves and sharing things. But the opposite side is also learning to be lonely. And just because you're lonely, does not mean you have to be alone. So, you, if you've unclutched your pearls, you could go ahead. <laughs>
0: Uh, So I agree with what you said. I only have one thing to add to that, and that is hopefully the friends that you surround yourself with are friends that you can actually talk with about this. It mm-hmm. took me a very long time. But when I finally shared a lot of my struggles and why, you know, sometimes I just kind of fall off the face of the earth with my close friends who, I mean, essentially are my family. You know, shout out to what you were saying earlier. Oh, yeah. That made a huge difference. And I really I want to highlight my friend Nikki, because I feel like she took that and ran with it and really tailored how we interact with how with with what she thinks I have going on. And we've talked about that before. She said, you know, sometimes when I see that you're not responding as much as you usually are, I figure that you might be in a little bit of funk. You need a little bit of time. (sighs) but I also got a time limit on that shit and I'ma come snatch your ass if necessary you know what I mean so I definitely agree to with the point being that because that's something that I struggle with feeling like I'm a burden to my friends because I just have all of these you know mental issues and it can be difficult to navigate being that sociable person that people want to be around so that it's not a situation where they're not inviting you out or you don't really have any friends and because you're not a person that people actually want around. But also, as you said, you don't necessarily need to be alone when you're feeling lonely and hopefully you surround, you cultivated the people around you that can help combat that. And you're not just sitting in front of people still feeling lonely as hell. So next up it says, letting negative body issue rule you know what i'm sick of this article already that's the end of the yep. show you guys thank you so much you gotta
1: take a lap <laughs> like what they say in the church sometimes you gotta run for your life you Listen,
0: go <laughs> is this too much already okay serious it says letting negative body image rule your life i previously wrote a comment piece about how i felt less of a person because of my body even when other things in my personal life were going well. So you just go again, you strumming my motherfucking Mm -hmm. pain in the piece. I describe how, even though I have been successful in a professional capacity and in some other ways, including blah, 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 blah. In my eyes, I still couldn't shake the idea that I was lesser of a person because my body wasn't quote unquote up to scratch. I wasn't appreciating the things that were exceptional in my life. My future self says I will learn to recognize when I should take pride and appreciate something regardless of where I am in other personal journeys. Whew. <laughs> you are just over here. You
1: are. You I am are going through room.
0: it. <laughs> I haven't read this article in a long time either. Oof. you no. just mm, just dragging <laughs> my, my ass say, to well, the cross behind the veil. Now Listen, You're in the room. <laughs> shit, I done broke out in the sweat. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> um, I you know what I agree with this. I feel like, and people talk about this often in the LGBT community, specifically mm-hmm. amongst gay men. Body is life right. amongst a lot of people, and a lot of people also lie about what kind of bodies they like because it looks good. But that's a whole different episode. But I will say that a lot of times we keep ourselves from achieving what we want because of our own internal body issues. Mm -hmm. Because case in point, story time with Trillificent. Please, of stories. Come on. When I was younger, I had these issues because I was a little bit chunkier. I mean, listen, if I could go back to that anyway. Right, if you were
1: fat as fat as you were when you thought you were fat that Listen, day. You would be able
0: to t- well, let me tell you what you would be able to tell me. Nothing. Amen. <laughs> anyway, back in the gap when I was a baby gay and I was a baby chunk, um, I had those same body issues. Like, nobody's going to want me. You know, me and Belly over here, we doing our thing, but ain't nobody trying to fuck with that. And it wasn't <laughs> until I expanded my horizons that I, I even knew... There are people that actually covet that. <clears throat> there are mm-hmm. people that are attracted to it. There are guys that they like them a big boy. They like them a chunk boy. They like them a little belly, something to rub. And even then, those issues were so ingratiated in me. It took a long time for me to even accept that. I think I've talked about that a little bit on the show before, mm-hmm. where I come across somebody and they're like, man, you sexy as hell. And I'm like, what you looking at? Like who? <laughs> who? Bitch, you like me. Who said, <laughs> who said that? Who said that? Who said that? (laughs) You know? And so it took me a long time to finally realize my body issues are mine. Because Mm -hmm. the guys that are into it, it's not stopping anybody's dick from getting hard. It's not stopping anybody from doing any, having, as John would say, explicit gay sex. So (laughs) I agree with this point that sometimes we need to get out of our own heads and realize what else we have going on. And I want to highlight a friend of mine, Bree. Because she's very good for saying, she'll come and she'll snatch my wig and tell me, listen, you have all of these things going on. Because I'm the person that has things going on and has successes, but I can't see them because I might be focused on the one thing. So it's like, okay, I've gained a little bit of weight. Brie will come in, do a Power Ranger flip into my life. And it's like, okay, but your professional life is amazing your friends love you you have this going on you have that going on like okay you gained a little bit of weight do what you need to do you know what you need to do but you still have all this other stuff to be thankful for so shout out to this one what about what say you sure What say i so i would agree like
1: what you said in the beginning that uh youth and aesthetic you know their currency in the queer community obviously like People lie about the type of bodies they want to see more uh worldly and more tolerating. Or what's the word? Um tolerant. Uh, which is true and it sucks. And I'm I'm in the same boat as you, where but I wasn't I love that you said baby chunk. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> use that or chunk boy. Um I was like growing up, I was never big. It was never a thing for me. I'd never thought about it. I never was concerned about it. Even when I started like gained weight before, I was like, eh, whatever, it's a body. You know, so like it wasn't until I hit college that I started actually putting on weight because I was trying to. Mm -hmm. I was lifting all my sweet mates. I had seven sweet mates, and like six of the seven played football. So they were like, oh, we're going to the gym. You need to eat peanut butter jelly on wheat before you go to sleep after we go to the gym, like all this shit. So I was like, oh, so I should be a little bit bigger, right? And but I mentioned on the show, um, on my show, What About Your Friends, a few episodes back, probably about 10 episodes back, we did an episode on binge eating disorder. And it's something I really struggle with, so I make really poor food choices a lot. And not only that, the portions are ridiculous. Eat oh, uh, me, right? And that, and that's, and there's no shame in that. I'm not, I'm not concerned about it. I also don't want any pity for it. But I also realize that there are so, there's so much more to who Charnel is. Just like there's so much more to who Curtis is than what I look like or what size my pants are or what size shirt I wear. Like you could have really, you could be successful in your career. You could be successful in your friendships and, you know, whatever your extracurriculars are in podcasting and writing, like you could be amazing. And it's up to you to figure out what's, what you don't like about yourself and what's actually important in liking about yourself. So I would agree, like it's something that I've struggled with and it hasn't been until recently. And I think podcasting has helped like building community and networking with so many different types of people who will encourage me and say, wow, you're this or you're that or you're that. On days I couldn't see it or I didn't want to see it. So yeah, it's it's important to have people around you who are willing to say, look, you're never what's the um there's a there's a saying or a quote, like we never ever truly see ourselves as we are anyway. Like we've only seen reflections and photos. We'll never see ourselves the way other people see us. So when other people look at us and they're like, damn, you fine. It happened to me when I was in DC last weekend, somebody was like, You're gorgeous. And I said, Who? <laughs> like don't get me wrong like this and this is also the beautiful. like i might not like my body all the time but it is mine right. and there's not there's not one on this earth like it so i cannot like my body all the time but be confident in the fact that i'm Charnel. so like i like myself i just don't like how i look all the time so i was like who is gorgeous who's me he's like yeah you and i'm like oh hello conventionally attractive person telling me that i'm attractive hello uh, but, but i also shouldn't But my my idea of attractiveness or the truth behind it shouldn't have to come from someone who is generally deemed attractive. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of work to be done for me in that where I don't have I shouldn't have to be validated by someone that somebody else will like to tell me I'm good looking. I should already know that or I should already know that somebody's going to want my body because, you know, dicks get hard and booties get slapped. It's going to happen regardless of what I look like. So (laughs) that's all I have to say. Thus saith the prophet,
0: thus saith the Lord. So, uh, Last thing I'll say on that is what I've been telling myself lately is not to be upset about things that I know I have the power to change. So, and body issue is one of those things. Like, I know I have the power to change. I can switch my diet. I can work out. I can do those things. And the body will change as long as I'm consistent. So, shout out to that one because wait you know what else Mm -hmm. i want to say this do you listen to to to
1: to kenya at all yes so um i don't know if she had said it on her podcast but she tweeted it but she was it it works if you're especially if you're trying to lose weight or get fit is what the the words i usually say i'm not trying to just be skinny i'm trying to be fit right but healthy right healthy she made Mm it she made a comment on twitter i think and she said i'm not looking to going a weight loss journey. I'm looking to make lifestyle change. And she goes, what's the point of me losing a hundred pounds? If my brain is still the same if the way, my way of thinking is still the same. The people I'm surrounded with are still the same, you know? So she's like, I want to make a change that slow turn of a dial to get to a point where I'm happy with myself, whether that be mind, body and soul. And I think that's super important Mm -hmm. to remember too, is not just to get to 180 pounds on a scale or 200, whatever people's goals are, but to make sure that your thought processes change, that your habits change, that you're actually working to be better and healthier and always. So, yeah, now we can. <laughs> I, yeah. I want to say. Point, I no, I, space.
0: I definitely agree. And shout out to, to Kenya. Yes, girl. So next up, it says writing off the potential for friendship after failed date. Mm. Wait, because, <laughs> yeah, pause. <laughs> this,
1: is, this is this is what I started to disagree.
0: Man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, disagree, strongly disagree. Number five, strongly disagree. Okay, but let's see what he says. It says, I used to take rejection so personally. Pause. I've talked about this on the show before. You guys go back to the episode. I want to say 21 with Kevin mm-hmm. from the outline about rejection. Okay, so it says, I used to take rejection so personally and sometimes still can when it came to dating so much so that I wouldn't even consider being friends with guys from failed dates. Shutting that possibility off in my mind only does myself harm. What if he had a lot in common? Or I'm sorry. What if we had a lot in common? A side of attraction. My future self is applauding me for managing and enjoying a friendship with an ex for the first time ever. I, um. Mm. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tag team. So
1: I I read this differently at first, and then because I'm, I'm one, I'm sick of his future self because your future self might not be all these things but
0: no more than likely won't be and (laughs) that's no shade but no it's not shade at all
1: but like every day like you wrote this on one day and the next day the way you saw the world might have changed or you read something or influenced by someone doesn't matter um see there's in my head there's a difference between dating and relationships so there are there are tons of people now mind you all my ex-boyfriends except for one I've had I have friendships with like I can show you my text thread and they're all within the last week Like I speak to them. We've hung out like it's not like no ill will It wasn't the fact that we hated each other It was just the fact that we acknowledged we were incompatible, right? So yes, but when it comes to failed like first dates second dates third dates when you don't know someone and you're really working off of mutual or quote-unquote or uh, Supposed or alleged right Mutual attraction, where it's like there's not much to go on because you don't know each other. Nah, nah I say you can let that, let those, yeah, like that dog won't hunt, fam. Yeah, like no, I I don't. If we go to dinner and I realize that you voted for Trump and you <laughs> like, and you live at home with your mama because you don't know how to function or handle your money well, or you just don't brush your teeth every other day, you know, it's just like no. Like after that, like once I realized we're incompatible just because we like comic books and we like chicken. We're not going to get along. I'm not going to try to make friends out of it because I'm that lonely. So this is- that's one of the goes back to the whole learn to be lonely thing. Yeah, like, uh, learn to be alone. Friend. Yeah. Find your friends at the public library or at like a support a queer like uh, gathering, like hike or something. You don't got to do it through dating. That's problematic because you don't want to be fucking your friends either. So, yeah.
0: so I will say, <laughs> I read this similar to how you read it. <clears throat> and my only thing to add to that is future self needs to get it the fuck together because you don't necessarily need to make space in your life for everyone that you come across Amen. just because you're de- you went on a date just because y'all went and got a fish platter at the local spot and you liked the music and he was cute that <laughs> doesn't platter. mean that he needs to be in your life and it says a lot about the author and I'm, I'm just really wondering hmm you may i hope that this person whenever they wrote this i hope that they're talking to a professional because it sounds like you have some deeper issues and they're coming out in this article which usually happens <clears throat> but friendships or finding people to be friends with seems to be a running theme that this person is having issues with but for the listeners i will say as charnell said date going on dates with somebody like just because y'all went to top golf that doesn't mean that that's someone who needs to have permanent resident in your life Mm -hmm. and you have to have that discernment of is this someone that i can actually be friends with like am i going to benefit from this person being in my life or is there or is it a situation where they're just taking up space until what i deem something better comes along i.e in this situation it seems like an actual relationship Mm
1: -hmm. again
0: you will come across so many people in your life Not everyone is destined or needs to be or deserves to be in your life. All right. Say it. it. So next up, it says being unable to enjoy your own company. Ooh, Ooh, this bitch shaking the table. (laughs) It says I have a serious case of FOMO. That's FOMO so much I don't even know what fumble is
1: neither do I and I and I meant to google that and I'm like what the hell is FOMO? is that some English is that an English
0: thing right I'm like I wonder if that's like you know like wanker and all that kind of stuff anyway it says so much so that I get down okay I'm gonna read it the way it's written (laughs) sorry (laughs) so much so that I get down even I'm alone for an afternoon (laughs) at the weekend I don't (laughs) know (laughs) Who proofread
1: this? Who proofread this? Yeah,
0: but you know what? That's also been a running theme on my show. These articles that I come across, the editing. Anyway, I moved to London to do amazing things. Why am I at home? Bitch, because you pay for it. Anyway. Amen. (laughs) This attitude isn't healthy for my mental health, and although many of us feel lonely sometimes, we have the ability to use that free time to do something productive. My future self is grateful I now use my spare time to read books, go to the cinema alone, watch TED Talks, and learn Spanish on Duolingo. So, I, the first part of this, I don't know what the hell he was saying, because the way it's written, it's hard for me to even contextually figure it out.
1: I googled what FOMO meant, so I think when you, what FOMO is, is fear of missing out.
0: Ah, OK.
1: So that made the first paragraph now makes sense. But the editing is still terrible. He, yeah. Someone should have went through and
0: rewrote that. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. It's red <laughs> ink all over this.
1: <laughs>
0: um, But I, I agree. I feel like we we have daily hourly. By the minute, by the second evidence on Twitter, for example, or Facebook that people do not know how to be alone. They do not like being alone maybe they don't like themselves maybe they just feel like life is not fulfilled if i'm not out with other people or doing something with another person Mm -hmm. but it's very 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 important to be able to enjoy your own company and that doesn't mean that you're missing out it doesn't mean that you are lame or whatever the case may be because i know i see this a lot with younger gays like they feel like being mm-hmm. in the house is for suckers, and I'll sleep when I'm dead, which no girl, you will be dead when you're dead. That's not the same thing. <laughs> um But I see this a lot amongst younger gays. It's like if they come across somebody that wants to just chill at the house every now and then, it's the end of the world. Like, no, we need to be out shaking our ass. We need to be doing this. We need to be doing that. And sometimes I look at that and I wonder, <clears throat> is this what you really want? Is this what you're conditioned to think that you want? Or is it that you just don't want to be alone because you've never developed that ability to be alone? And that is a skill. Not everyone can abide by the thought their thoughts when there's no one else around. And I'm not talking about sitting at home. You don't want to be bothered. So you're binging on Netflix, eating pizza, getting your life. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who they will literally do and say anything so that they don't have to be with themselves. And I don't know how you get through life if you can't handle being alone because it just doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? If you can't stand you, then how do you expect someone else to?
1: Mm-hmm. But I think it also speaks to who are
0: you Yeah.
1: when you're home alone and who are you when you're with these people? Like, if you can't stand yourself when you're in the solace of your own home, your own apartment or whatever, what facade are you putting on for the people around you so that they can tolerate you? Yeah, who are point. you turning into? Because that's exhausting. to be someone else around people all the time i couldn't i i did it for a year and couldn't do it anymore i was like i'm just gonna be whoever i need to be all the time because it's what makes me function um i had a friend like that who was constantly out and about and just didn't know how to be home was constantly spending money constantly well sorry constantly wasting money being out and going to bars and going to parties and i'm like for what dude like you need to learn how to be home like, not only for the sake of, like, it's not even me being, like, jealous or anything. It's like, you need to learn to be home. Like, there's nothing wrong with saying, like, no one wants to be that person mm-hmm. who's always out at 3 a.m. Yeah. Like, I, oh, I can call, I can call Curtis because I know his ass is up. Right. Like, I, like, he ain't got no home training, so I know he'll be out. And I mean, some of it might be that, you're right, it's younger gays. Some of it might be that they feel like they have a fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just, they've been, they've been so home alone and in the closet for so many years. And now that they're out, and they're living their best life. They want to get every. They don't want to be a partial benefactor to anything. But it's like, dude, it's okay to you know to uh, coalesce, to come home, decompress, do what you got to do. And I said it earlier, like when you learn to be lonely, or it's just okay. Like if, if, even if you, even if you're not lonely, like if you just learn to be alone, yep. so much gets done. I do so much by myself. Yeah. So much shit gets done. Like I like I I, I don't envy people who are always out. And can't stay at home i don't i don't know how they do it i would rather live the way i do now i'm grown i'm 28 i've i've lived that life been there done that Mm -hmm. i'm ready to stay and watch netflix i don't know what y'all doing
0: so and not that there's anything wrong with that i I want to highlight that i feel like this is also a case of learning balance Yes. because there's absolutely nothing wrong with going out and shaking your ass every night or every weekend getting your life doing you know if that's how you have fun and decompress there's nothing wrong with that but there needs to be balance in all things you still need to be able <laughs> to be at home by yourself or be somewhere by yourself do things by yourself because that's another thing a lot of people cannot do things by themselves and I used to be one of those people Um, people that don't that can't go to the movies by themselves which I kind of prefer it. But... I love
1: doing it now.
0: Yeah, but there was a, no, well, the movies, no, because I like to go to the movies during off hours because I don't like being in the movie theater with a lot of people. But people <coughs> that can't go, can't do simple things, like can't go to the grocery store by themselves. They got to call somebody. They'll be like, okay, we meeting at the store at what time. Can't no work. Word. Can't work out alone. Can't do this alone. Can't do that alone. And I I do all
1: of this alone.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But there are literally people who they need a companion in everything that they do. Anytime they're stepping out of the house, they need a companion. And my point is that that's not entirely healthy because not not cute. Yeah. No, at all. (laughs) And as the article said, you use your spare time for a lot of things, but We don't want to be in a situation where you feel like your spare time, your free time is for turning up all the time. Your spare time is for you. How you choose to use it is up to you. But again, have the discernment to say sometimes I want to do mindless things. I want to shake my ass. I want to dance the the stress of the week off. And sometimes I want to build on me. I want to improve me. And sometimes I just want to be a mindless idiot watching Netflix. Yes. Balance in all things, children. Balance. Yes. All right. Next up, it says disrespecting your journey by always wanting more now. Mm. Okay, this seems like this might be a word. So let's pay attention. (laughs) Focus up. kids. (laughs) It said I had a conversation with with my friend the other day about our gym progress and he was frustrated about seeing others progress, quote unquote, better than him. I pointed out He was comparing his journey to a snapchat of someone else's snapshot. Sorry. Cool. Millennial. (laughs) Um, And that's a word. (laughs) He doesn't truly know the time, effort and sacrifice other people have made, let alone their starting point. That's also a word by advising him. I also learned a lot about respecting my own gym progress and working to be patient with something that is a marathon, not a sprint. My future self thanks me for being patient, persistent and working to avoid comparison. Uh, I agree. I I just agree. And uh, something that I could use, a good example that I could use to highlight this is podcasting. I feel like a lot of people get into podcasting and I, uh, there are some points where I may be a little guilty of this myself, just because human, unfortunately, Um, A lot of people get into podcasting. They see. Let's be honest. I feel like a lot of people get into podcasting because they see the bigger podcast and people living off the podcast and feel like I should be able to do that, too. And they don't pay attention or they don't have any mind for what it took for them to get to that point. Yeah. Using the read, for example. Kid Fury already had a huge following, but he's been working on that following. So I want to say he was like 19 Right with like videos eight. and everything yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Crystal had a following because she's been on Twitter for since Twitter was Twitter almost. <laughs> and when you have that strong of a for lack of a better term brand, that success is going to come in, in conjunction with having a good product. Whereas now, yeah, there's a lot of podcasts out there. It's quote unquote saturated, but you still cannot look at someone else's podcast journey and expect to get where they are when you just started yesterday. You have to put in the work. What's that quote? Everybody want to be Beyonce until it's time to do the work. Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree with this. We have to learn how to be mindful of wanting more because there's nothing wrong with wanting more. But also be mindful of what journey is it going to take to get more? What what sacrifices, what sweat, what blood, what tears am I going to have to depart with in order to get to that point? Because it's not instant. It's not overnight. And the gym is a good example, because Lord knows it takes nothing to pack on weight, but it damn, you got to move heaven and earth to get that shit off of you. However, hallelujah. It's a, it's a, everyone's journey is different and that's in all things. And I, I, that's something that I tell myself a lot with the podcast is I see other people's journeys. I see other people's podcasts and they're doing big things and numbers and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But I want what's for me. See? I want my own journey. I don't want to say, okay, well, if I don't know, whatever goes on with this podcast in the future, and then I look back and it's like, hmm, this was just like such and such. I want to be able to say, no, Curtis had his own journey. Trillificent had his own journey. Gay Side Stories had its own journey. And so far, it's already been that way, and I just want to continue with with that. So, what do you have?
1: (laughs) No, so when I read this article, I, I had the same thought as you. I was comparing it to podcasting. Not long ago on the show, I had made a comment about another show that he started after we had and they were blowing up and I had i attributed it to a few things you know it's it's their content it's who the co- it's who the hosts are yeah. um you know yeah I, yeah, 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 yeah yeah so you yeah get it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i get it mm. and i i know that podcasting as a white gay is a lot different than podcasting as a brown one um and it means what you're going to talk about is going to be a little bit more um know a little bit more diverse a little bit more you know um intense at times you're gonna talk about things that make other people comfortable so they would avoid those conversations and so i was looking at these podcasts and i was like wow you know they're playing games and laughing about stupid things and spent every episode talking about britney spears album glory and but they're not really doing anything and i used to judge myself like so what if i like what 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 am i doing wrong like do i need to um for lack of a better term dumb myself down do i need to not talk about things that are important to me and you know like why and then i had to remind myself why did i start podcasting like why did i even want to do it and it wasn't because i thought there was going to be money in it. It, it that would be nice but that's not why i do it um and it's because i just knew that there was a lot of there's a lot of stories and a lot of experiences that aren't being shared. And I want to be the one to share some of them. Mm-hmm. And also, I knew that it was going to take sacrifice. I know there are so many nights on with what about your friends. I've been up till 3, 4 in the morning and my alarm goes off at 530. You know, there's so many times that I've done that or I've been stressed about it. Or, you know, you pay money for certain things for marketing and for hosting and websites. And, you know, you, you do what you got to do. So when I look at somebody else, I'm like, OK, I see their success and I see them handling a certain way, am I ready for that? Like, am I in a place, am I in a personal space, in a personal headspace to handle success if it came in that way, you know? So yeah. it's like, you you want you want what's for you and I want what's for me. And so my success, my framework of success is not going to look like Trillificence. It's not going to look like Kid Furies and Crystals. Yep. You know, they might have similar, you know, I, like similar parts, but they're not going to be the same. How we get there aren't going to be the same. It's going to be a sacrifice. So if you're not willing to sacrifice, we're going to look at Kid Fury and the Reed as is, and not understanding that Kid Fury was up late at night editing YouTube videos and going to, and working full time and going to school, like all this stuff. Like there was a whole bunch of stuff that went into it. So it's not healthy to compare yourself to someone mm-hmm. who's already there because they that's years of work. Exactly. And if you if you can look at yourself and say, Charnel, I'm willing and ready to put in two to five years to get my podcast to a point where I can share myself with other people and encourage and uplift other people, if I can say yes to that, then I'm alright being where I am right now. If that's not if that's not going to be working for you, if you can't reconcile with that, then you need to, maybe not podcast, maybe you need to start writing a blog. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe this isn't work. you know? So you need to get what's for you and ask yourself if you're ready for it. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that.
0: Alright. <sighs> I will say, I'll punctuate that with you have to remember that just because someone looks similar to you on the outside you are not the same person you have not had the same experiences the sum of their parts is not the sum of your parts so you yeah by that thinking and that logic you cannot have the same exact journey it can be very similar <clears throat> but i want to highlight what you said <clears throat> getting to the point where you think you want to be it may affect you differently. You may think, okay, I wanna be at that top level of a of a brilliant idiots, you know, keeping on the podcast theme, or you know, mm-hmm. whatever other popular podcast. And then you might get there and the shit is whack to you. You don't wanna be traveling and doing all that stuff. You don't wanna be doing live shows and all that kind of stuff. So you you have to be very mindful of this is where I want to go, but I also have to pay attention to the journey. And another thing with podcasting, as you were saying, You might get to a point where you realize or depending on what's going on, maybe podcasting is not for you. And there's nothing wrong with that, because speaking for myself, I am learned. The reason why I love gay side stories, not just because I put so much work into it, but because I am learning so much about myself every week. When I do this show, I learn a little bit more about myself. I listen back to the show and I'm like, huh, that actually sounded kind of insightful. I don't sound like a complete bumbling idiot maybe I'm doing something and it also manifests itself in other ways like I've had friends come to me and say it's been interesting and and enjoying and I'm enjoying seeing you open and blossom and come out of your shell on the show so just because you're doing podcasting it may not necessarily be that you're doing it for monetary gain there's other benefits if you are Doing it for the right reasons, you will get some benefits, even if it's not celebrity and whatever the case may be. So, with that being said, we have two more, I believe, and these look kind of quick. <clears throat> so, next <laughs> up, it says, Giving a damn about how many followers you have. Okay, all right, so now you're gonna start reading. Okay, I was desperate to have a following over 10,000 on Instagram. That sounds stressful. I hope it would be validation. And I spent a lot of time staring at my phone and taking insignificant pictures, hoping they would be noticed by strangers. My future self knows those special moments in life are for you to remember fondly, not for others to validate. Uh, I agree. I I will say that with social media and I hate going down this vein, but it applies. It applies because it applies. Mm But I definitely will say there's a validation culture, and I, th- I, I don't think that people, it, it's the generation. I just think that it's the accessibility, and you, something that you have never thought or never coveted before. When you see it right in front of your face, it just becomes a thing that to you. You see guys on there with that workout and have fifty four thousand followers, and you're like, I want that. Never mm-hmm. wanted it before, but I want it now. Um, but I will say this: Pay attention. You have to. You have in life. You really have to know how to read between the lines, because I can't tell you how often I look at a lot of these Instagram profiles and a lot of these Twitter profiles. People with a bunch of followers, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers, and they are not happy, or they mm-hmm. are struggling, just like everybody else. Something that I realize, and it's not shade to anybody. But I've noticed that a lot of those muscular or good-looking guy, gay guys on Instagram, a lot of them are lonely, and it just goes to show you that a following good looks or whatever it is that you think that they have that you don't, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be happy and have all the things that you want and be shitting rainbows and kittens and glitter. <laughs> it it doesn't it, life just doesn't work that way, and I feel like life will humble the fuck out of you. If you are looking for validation in those ways, you may get it a little bit. You may get it a lot. You may be completely validated, but I guarantee it's only going to apply in that one arena because you can't go to anybody's job and say, well, I have 54,000 followers on Instagram. So what's up? Cause they're going to say, well, you didn't do your work today. So give us that badge and get the fuck out. Or right. you were late you've been late all these times because you in a stairwell at home trying to get the perfect angle for Instagram. And now (laughs) here's your pink slip. Or, you know, when you go to the burger King or to the subway or red lobster, whatever it is that you like, they don't care about how many Instagram followers you have. No, they do not. That's, it doesn't pay your bill. Maybe if you're lucky, you can DM somebody and say, Hey, send me some money. Anyway, I don't need to do that. My point, (laughs) my, my point being, we have to learn how to validate ourselves first. Validation starts at home. It, it's nice. I won't say it's not nice to have. Like you were saying earlier, Charnel. it's nice to have somebody say, oh, you're attractive or I really like your podcast or I really like your presentation at work. You, you really are doing big things. It is nice. But a lot of that comes from within first. If you haven't validated yourself and have that confidence to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to fuck this shit up. Everything else is it's just it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many because how many times have we seen people with thousands of followers and they delete their account? Like it is not the end all be all the way a lot of people think. That's all I had to say about that.
1: So I just want to start off by saying i've been trying to hit a thousand followers forever so what he needs to do is mind his damn business (laughs) triggered no no so one of the things i've always wanted to do is just because it's been fun for me to do it like i've been on twitter since like 2009 i Mm -hmm. think and i've talked about nothing until i started podcasting so it was all beyonce and it was all food items and what i was doing um It was never for a validation thing. It was just because I... If anyone who knows me, and if you listen to my show, which I suggest you do... Please do. I have a lot of thoughts. A lot of things go on in my head. And I... Sometimes you just need to get some of them out. And that's what Twitter is for me. Like, I rarely Instagram myself. Uh, It's just not... Like, it's not important to me. Like, people know what I look like. Um, I know what I look like. It's not that deep. Even if I was, like, conventionally attracted with abs, I wouldn't really do it. It just doesn't make sense in my head. But... The validation I kind of seek, and I would agree with him in this part is that like when I post a show, like I want people to react to it, mm-hmm. you know, like I want people to say, "Wow, that was funny," or "Wow, you did that," or yeah, this is I'm so glad you're talking about this mm-hmm. i need I need that validation to know that what I'm doing is is working, you know, or that I'm doing makes sense or that it's needed or wanted that that's the only validation I'm looking for. So, like I mean, i I get what he's saying though like i wouldn't I don't attribute my worth my worth to the number of followers I have, but I would like to see like a one k next to my name somewhere it's just because I just feel like people care about what I have to say, and what I'm saying is important or is at least resonating, yeah, but other than that, just for the sake of having it, just to have it no, it's like having muscles just to have them for what <laughs> <laughs> um, okay.
0: I, I, mm, uh, no, only thing that she, with that. I would say, is it doesn't necessarily take a specific number, and if again, if you're confident what you're doing and you're putting out a quality product, it will come.
1: Right, right.
0: It will come. Sometimes it takes it takes longer than others, and you know, I've been in the same boat with you where it's like, okay, this podcast started after me, but they popping a little bit, they popping a little bit more severely than I am, and Mm -hmm. but again. everything what's for you is for you. So whether it, it and whether it has a one K next to it or not, you may still get what you're looking for without that. You know, I, I think that sometimes tying a goal to a specific thing or a specific number can be detrimental because you, you miss some of the, if you're so focused on the destination that you don't enjoy the journey, did you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm. and this thing I'm, I'm not in for 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 the literal listeners I'm not talking about if you're getting on a plane to go to Jamaica nobody cares about the plane ride obviously don't tell any we don't care We don't care but things like this like a life journey podcasting or working on your craft acting those type of things the journey can be just as important as the destination mm. all right so we're going to wrap this up with this last one it says Remember, letting your inner saboteur dictate your actions only leads to regret. Mm, that sounds like a read.
1: When they I feel s- like this whole article was written for you, sir. So. <laughs> to be quite honest,
0: like they just read me down like Jesus. When they say you're your own worst critic, they weren't lying. Oof. My future self is grateful I understand that voice never goes away and it's how you learn to overcome it or work alongside it that counts. And I didn't read that sentence the right way, but whatever. <laughs> Again, the commas and the the space, this, I don't know. I don't understand. Anyway, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. Uh, I often say this. I am my own worst critic because I literally am. Mm. But I also, I'm learning. I will say I'm learning not to let it sabotage myself. And again, we can stay along the same point of the podcasting. This has probably been the most consistent thing that I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm coming up on a year in January. I can't think of the last thing that I've stuck with like this for a year. You I know, mean, I'm not talking about the obvious things like working for a living and you know stuff like that. But something extracurricular is what I call it that I really stuck with and I didn't let my fears stop me from doing it or, or continuing to do it. Because there's a lot of things that I criticize myself on the words that I choose to use. Sometimes my voice, Lord knows I cannot stand my voice. And <laughs> it's one of those things where I've had multiple people say, you have such a nice voice. It, your voice is made for podcasts, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, girl, what are you hearing? Because <laughs> when I, <laughs> turn it on I'm like yuck but that's just one of those things but I said you know what I'm not going to let my hang-ups with my own voice stop me from doing this because this is something that I want to do these conversations are conversations that I want to put out into the universe it's something that I don't see enough of I won't say that there's none of it but there's not enough of these types of conversations these types of podcasts so I want to throw my hat into the fold and I can't let my little hangups and my little gripes or even some of my big ones stop me because if I, if I continue to do that, how am I ever going to accomplish anything? And mm-hmm. then you look back and you and you think you're one of those people that never completes anything because you're constantly letting fear or letting your sabotaging yourself when you're trying to do something. You let that rule and then you realize, OK, I haven't completed anything. And I think a lot of people stop there and sometimes they don't do the extra work and say, okay, why didn't I complete this? Why didn't I continue with my podcast? What was going on? Why didn't I continue with my art? Why didn't I continue with that? Am I sabotaging myself? Am I doing things on Twitter that are probably going to ruffle feathers and make people not want to listen to my podcast? Am I saying things on Instagram that's going to make people not want to buy my artwork? Mm -hmm. Self-sabotage is real. And even indirectly and most of the time it is indirect and it's insidious mm-hmm. you just have to be very very self-aware and i know that's not easy for everyone but it's definitely necessary that's i will say, I say about that <laughs> right
1: no i i co-sign everything there's not much for me to add on um no but i i i found the same um I fall into the same uh, boat as you when it comes to being your worst critic and holding yourself to standards that are almost near damn near impossible. And I I referenced earlier in this uh, in this episode that I like I've stayed up late nights um, for like, what about your friends? There are times where like I've been up that night like so frustrated that I'm like, you know what? I'm just not good at this. I don't want to do it. Like I've, I've had weird Twitter sprees where I'm like, you know what? I'm quitting podcasting. This is way too much. I don't care about it anymore. Like I'm, I'm not putting out anything good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that with my writing. I've done that um, with my relationships. Um, I'd gotten to the point where I'd meet a really good dude, and I would like preface everything by telling him I'm terrible at dating. Right. You know, like very like verbatim. Like, I'm terrible at this, just so you know. Even when I, even when everyone else is telling me I'm not, <laughs> like I'm like these like actually you're not terrible at this. I'm like no, believe me, I am. I'm super busy. Sometimes I'm really aloof, and they're like, "You're not all of those things. What are you talking about? Like, you've been very present. You've been very nice. You've been..." <laughs> so it's it's just working yourself into a place where you where you love yourself enough to give yourself credit, and to you know and, and hold yourself accountable. When something's not good, you'll know it. You know, right. like you know what your standard of your standard of acceptable work is, and you know when it falls far below that, or when it goes. But you also won't always know when it goes above it. Um, I want to say it was Eli is either Eli or Pay, uh, Peyton Manning, and it's a it's a sports ball thing. So if you don't know who they, I hope I hope you know who they are.
0: I do, but um, <laughs> I know who okay. Eli
1: and Peyton Manning are. <laughs> oh, thank God. But um, it was one of them who said, "When you're good at something, you tell people. But when you're great at something, people will tell you."
0: Oh, that's a
1: word, and, isn't it? And so, like, yeah, when you, it's it's okay to be self aware. Like, there are so many people who who are creatives who are who know they're good at what they do. And that's hence why they charge a lot or they do, a, you know. And there are people, when people come up to you and you think that, like, wow, this is my best work, and people are like, no, that episode was amazing. No, that photo was really nice. That song is actually a bop. Like, when people come to tell you that, be, be willing to take a damn compliment and raise your own idea of yourself when that happens. And that's all I'll say.
0: I agree. I agree. <laughs> uh, I think we are going to wrap it up. I was going to say you know what would our future but yeah i feel like this was enough of a read future like, future self, <laughs> you're off the hook <laughs> you're off the future hook Future
1: self, can kiss my ass right now to be quite <laughs>
0: honest to be honest don't judge me future self judge right. yourself bitch
1: <laughs> exactly mind your damn business stay where you are i'll stay get there where bitch. you
0: are i will get there <laughs> unless you have some help for me to get from a to b shut it the fuck right. up Okay. Hop in your time machine real
1: quick before you say anything else. Right. My future self thanks me. No, he doesn't. No, He, he does hates not. me. Yeah, he's definitely, <laughs> he definitely hates me right now.
0: <laughs> right. And that's okay. We'll get it together. So, let's wrap up the show with the Queer Query. Yes. Question. So, first up, what song plays in your head when you're about to go to war? And I mean, oh. like, if you're getting ready to clap back on somebody on Twitter or if you gotta gather a coworker, things of that nature.
1: Oh, it's been the same one since I wanna say like two thousand two. I wanna say it came out. Um, this goes for everything like basketball, video games, any competition, anytime I'm challenging anybody. Uh T I's bring 'em out. Oh. Hell yeah. One. That's a good 100%. one. Hundred <laughs> percent. It gets me hyped no matter what I'm doing, what I'm feeling. I'm ready to fight and box anyone after that song ends.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So I would say either knuck if your book, yes, or something something more rock or alternative. So probably something System of a Down or something oh, like that.
1: A System of a Down.
0: Where it's like, okay, I'm ready to fuck shit up. Let's get these right. guitar riffs going absolutely but bring them out is a man i haven't heard that song in a long time me, hey itunes what's up we need to listen to that song Play, i played it this morning <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it was wasn't cleaning. for me no
1: <laughs> no i was cleaning i was like bring them out bring them out
0: bring them out oh that mean you swept the hell out of that floor <laughs> oh swear the fuck down you already know. yes okay next up <laughs> what's the first thing that attracts you to another person their smile oh that's like so i like
1: nice like I, and people judge me for this and because I have this is going to sound really vain and self-important, but I like my smile. I like it's my favorite thing about me. um And yeah. so I take care of it. Like I my teeth aren't like perfect, but they're straight enough. and hard enough. But I, I think it's like it lets people know, like when you smile, it like emits joy. It lets people know how to re- how to walk up to you, or how to approach you. You know, you can tell a lot by how someone's smiling at you and if you have a nice smile it doesn't have to be a perfect smile it doesn't have to be straight teeth if you just have a nice smile like a friendly smile like i'll be warmed up to you immediately you know if it looks forced i'll probably avoid you so it's probably a smile or probably, and sometimes a butt it depends on what part of you i see first <laughs> <laughs> that's real
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's real life sorry if i'm not supposed to say that but it's no, my- no absolutely yeah, whatever your answer is is the end an- <laughs> um I don't have a specific thing, and it's not that I'm trying to be difficult, but there's not ever one feature that just jumps out at me. I take it person to person. So, One person, it could be a smile. One person, it could be eyes. It could be hair. It could be skin. Mm -hmm. It could be height. Ooh, come on, height. It could be just the overall aesthetic package. It could be Oh, that's a nice shirt. And then I'll take in the whole package. But Will you? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> you listen to the show, you know where I stand I anyway.
1: I know, anyway. but it's just how, you, you walked into it. I can't let it go. I'm I kinda of did.
0: I'ma give you that. I'll give you that. Usually <laughs> I'm better at choosing my words, but but yeah, I feel like it's just an overall feeling and it's an overall picture just because I'm not looking for one specific thing. But if you have something that really stands out, yeah, I'm going to notice, including butts and prints. So it is oh, what it is.
1: See, I wish I was a, I, I, I was a bulge watcher for a little bit. I, then I started feeling like a creep. But <laughs> It is a little creepy, but I mean. It is creepy. But, like, I started doing, like, I like doofy features on people, too. So, like, big ears and big noses. Yeah, and ooh, like
0: big noses. Mm, mm. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> so like it'll be things like so i get what you mean like the most attractive thing to me is someone's smile but i'll i'll find things to like about someone yeah. it's in people are like ill him i'm like oh yeah him what the fuck you mean ill right <laughs> like, i got a type and i'm he's like and i just built it right now <laughs> <laughs> just figured out what it was right here right now. right
0: here right now. <laughs> agreed, agreed. now all right last question Which Greek and or Roman God do you identify with the most?
1: So this was a tough one because I already have I I love Greek mythology and stuff. So I already had one in my head. So I figured you
0: you would. Right. Vibes. (laughs) I'm glad you
1: caught those, though. Uh, So the one I would go to is Apollo. Um, Mm. And everyone thinks Apollo ray of light. Right. Everyone. Everyone thinks like sun, God, like beauty. But he was the god of so many... Again, I love Greek mythology. So he was the god of so many other things, like music and knowledge. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was he was an artsman. But I love him not because he was great, but because... Like, same reason why I like David in the Bible. Not because he was great, but because he was also terrible. You know? Like, I like him because he's good at things, but he's also self-destructive. He's good at things, but he's also a bit of a loner. He's good at things, but he can be mean sometimes. You know? So it's like... I love Apollo for that. Like, the fact that he's fucked up so much of him in his life. <laughs> For the sake of himself you know for in in hopes of bettering himself he fucked up so many things but it's apollo because he's beautiful because because he's the god of art because he's the god of knowledge like all those things like i love learning um i think i'm beautiful even if i don't like my body all the time so apollo is my dude
0: (laughs) here for it here for it um mm, mm. i'm gonna say i think dionysus I'm here to have a good time, or I'm not here at all. (laughs) Like I was like, "Come on, wine!" (laughs) I was drinking. Hello, wine, (laughs) and just the part. You know what I mean? Like I'm not necessarily always the life of the party, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but you know, just here to have a good time. And I was
1: like, "I'm here for a good time, not a long time."
0: That's uh, (laughs) Uh, the (laughs) truth. (laughs) Truth. Um but yeah, whether and, and I'm fond of a little treat. So whether it's wine or whatever your vice is, like I'm here for. So but Dionysus is always the one that I related to the most because he minds his business. This <laughs> is <know>? very true. <laughs> he, he, and that is me to it. I mind my business. And I may know, I may notice, I may see a lot of things going on, but if it's not my business, then I'll be over here with the wine. All right, turn the music up. Let's shake our asses, and if that over there starts to affect us, then we can get involved. But minding minding his business and just having his wine, getting fed grapes, doing whatever else he's doing. I also feel like he was very fond of just whatever you know. I mean, all of the most of the guys are really sexually fluid. So, but I just feel like he's probably the most. He's like, well, when the wine gets to flowing, it don't matter what the whole, who the hole is attached to.
1: Let's go for it. Right, 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 right.
0: Let's go for (laughs) it. Okay, and on that unnecessary, freaky note, (laughs) (laughs) that wraps up this episode of Gay Side Stories. Charnel, again, I want to thank you so, so much for carving out a little bit of time in your busy slash unavailable (laughs) schedule (laughs) to come through and chop it up with me um let the people know where they can find you and your show
1: well if you guys want to find me on the timelines because i live on them you can find me on twitter and on instagram on one name it's at charnel b it's c h a r n e i l b you can find my podcast on twitter as well it's at w a y f underscore podcast you can find the show on apple Podcasts, on soundcloud and on stitcher
0: yeah so make sure you guys are checking out What About Your Friends Follow charnel on Twitter so you can be abreast Of when his new stuff starts to come out I <laughs> one will yeah. be I will do my best to be on time Because I'm usually late to everything <laughs> Me me too though so I was, we, we I was late to What About Your Friends But I'm here now I'm here Still here See I was on time for you though but it's okay <laughs> Listen I, Listen I've been going through trials Anyway <laughs> I've been going through it all okay so guys remember stories.com is the hub for more information about this show email me at GaySideStories at gmail.com if you want to chop it up follow and interact on social media like the Facebook page all at Stories. subscribe wherever you get your podcasts I'm on Apple Podcasts SoundCloud Google Play Music etc etc take a little bit of time to rate on whatever you listen to your podcast but specifically if you use Apple Podcasts right there i think they made it a little bit easier now even though the changes that they made suck make sure you're sharing this podcast with other people check out the sounds of the stories playlist the links are all over the place thank you thank you thank you for listening for coming back every week all the people that interact um shout out to the young lady that went back from the beginning on soundcloud and listened to the show um i don't remember your name right now but next time i will have it you will get your specific shout out. And as always, you guys, remember the forgotten commandment. Thou shalt protect thy walls or they will crumble. Ooh. All right, we're Ooh. out of here. <laughs>
1: Perfect.